The Colts didn't get off to the start that they hoped for in the Sam Ellinger era, but we're pretty sure the rest of the season is going to at least be entertaining. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Colts. Let's get to it. You are Locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Thank you, Colts fans, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Jake Arthur alongside Zach Hicks, and you know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com. Today, it's all about Colts and Commanders. Uh, the Colts dropped this one back at home, 17-16. to 16. It was, again, like we said, it was the first game of the Sam Ellinger era at quarterback. Uh, the offense has saved their best for last, and unfortunately for the Colts, there wasn't enough time left on the clock to make their final push. Uh, so, Zach, obviously the biggest storyline in this one for us is, again, it was Sam Ellinger's first career start, really his first career action whatsoever. Uh, what would you think? I was pretty impressed. You know, I, I know all week we were celebrating Sam Ellinger. The era is starting, like all the, <laughs> the weight is off our shoulders because it's Sam Ellinger. There's no expectations now. And honestly, yeah, going into this game, no expectations. I, you know, I could have been persuaded either way going to this game. Like, oh, he's going to tear it up or he's going to be terrible or or he's going to be mediocre. And I thought for the most part, he was solid. Like, I, I don't think mm-hmm. he was anything special out there. I didn't think he looked like a franchise quarterback or looked like, oh, my gosh, they found the next Josh Allen or they found the next Tony Romo or something like that. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't see any of that today, but I, I saw a solid quarterback. I mean, he looked the part. I mean, he looked really poised and. In, in control out there uh, made some really nice throws the the deep pass to, to Alec Pierce was a phenomenal pass and mm-hmm. uh even the the deep throw to Paris Campbell that drew that pass interference I think later on that same drive uh was another really really nice pass so yeah I think I think Sam Ellinger played really well and and uh, I think today's performance goes to show that the Colts issues go a lot further than just the quarterback you know I think quarterback was obviously an issue with Matt Ryan Matt Ryan was turned the ball over a little bit too much uh but no this this Indianapolis Colts team is uh is broken from top to bottom. It's not just coaching. It's not just one player or two players here. It's, it's everything that's out there. And they lost to a pretty poor team in in the Washington commanders, but you know, Sam Ellinger, man, I I really don't have too many negative things to say. Uh, I I do think, you know, he was off with a couple throws, but for the most part, uh, really, really strong day for a six round, basically a six round rookie. You know, this is kind of his rookie season, his -hmm. first real action. Uh, You really couldn't ask for much more than what he did out there today. No, I totally agree. He's he's not the reason they lost. Um, I mean, now it's a one point difference in this game. So his lost fumble in the red zone, of course, is a is a big issue. But, you know, I I, I thought we saw some things from him that I hoped we would see. Um, there there was several plays where he was pressured and he escaped where I don't think Matt Ryan escapes that. It's a sack. Yeah. Best case scenario with Matt Ryan a throwaway. We we've seen Plenty of times this season it could have been a fumble or just an ill-advised interception. So as far as facing pressure goes, I thought Ellinger did pretty well. Um, The downfield passing game was pretty good. Now, he's not known for his arm strength, and his lack thereof did show up a couple times when it came time to put it in some some windows and intermediate throws. But downfield, 
on none of those downfield shots did I think, man, he just doesn't have the arm for it. Like you mentioned, that deep post to Alec Pierce, beautiful. Uh, Paris Campbell draws the DPI later in the game for that 30-yard spot foul down here, right? Six-yard line, uh, Naheem Hines runs it in right after. So, honestly, I, I think the rest of the season is it's at least going to be a little more entertaining. Like, I think he's only going to get better. I think Frank Reich is going to learn how to cater the offense to him a little bit more. Um, we saw as the game went on, the play calling became less conservative. It, it was painful at times early on. Like there were just times where it's like, all right, you, yes, he's young and inexperienced, but you just switched to this young, exciting quarterback for a reason. Like you got to turn it loose a little bit. So um, hopefully as the season goes on, they'll, they'll pull some things out. They'll probably have to next week against new England. Because uh, Bill Belichick's probably going to try to make it confusing as all get out for him. So yeah. overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm a little concerned for next week for for Sam Ellinger, and and you know I think there are going to be a lot of fans this week that are saying like, look, Sam Ellinger looked the part. He looked like he's going to be a franchise quarterback. You know, starting next year. I do think you know some of that's going to come crashing down next week because yeah. uh, a young quarterback versus Bill Belichick defense, uh, and that Bill, that Bill Belichick defense has played really well in recent weeks. Uh, I, I do think it's going to come crashing down a little bit next week. But, again, this is all about how well Sam Ellinger played. I, I was really impressed. I think his pocket movement was really strong. Uh, and outside of the fumble, which, honestly, it wasn't even like it was a struggle. Like, it wasn't even like that fumble was like Matt Ryan where he was loose with the ball or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. it slipped out of his hands as he was putting it away. Like, it happens. I know I know. in this season with how many turnovers the Colts offense has, it feels like, oh, gosh, another turnover-prone guy or something yeah. like that. But – it's just a fluky bad play in, in a rookie or a young quarterback's first start. Like it happens. I mean, outside of that, I really don't have too many negative things to say. I like that he extended a lot of plays with his legs. Uh, and you could tell the offensive line wasn't ready for it because they got a lot of holding calls <laughs> yeah. on, on those. Uh, but no, I, I, I was really impressed with Sam Ellinger. I, you know, as someone who wasn't super high on him as a prospect, you know, coming out of Texas, I thought, you know, Maybe he could stick on as like a third stringer or a backup somewhere. Uh, but we've seen a lot of growth these last these last two years here with the Colts, and and now obviously get to get to this point where he's ultimately the starter for the team. And uh, you could tell he's a very different quarterback than what he was at Texas. You know, at Texas it was a lot of running the ball, it was a lot of one read stuff, uh, a lot of where the arm just didn't look there in college. But now, you know, he looked like an NFL player out there and mm-hmm. I think that's the most you can you could ask out of a six-round guy making his first start he looked like he belonged out there and and as the game went on you know he made some big throws you know so you know again I'm not going to come out here and say like Sam Ellinger is the truth he's the guy that you want to start forever I'm not going to write some big heart emotional article or something like that being like from racks to riches Sam Ellinger saves the Colts <laughs> you know future or something like that but this was a solid game you know I mm-hmm. I I feel pretty comfortable saying after this game, it's like, look, you you might have a a Teddy Bridgewater type or a Taylor Heineke type, you know, and, and that's good. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good considering where he came from. And and that's just at the start. That's just where, we're, you know, he could obviously get a lot better. He could get worse. But as of right now, I'm pretty optimistic about him the rest of the season as being a player that you kind of want to keep around. And and I think that's that's a great thing for a six-round rookie. Again, making his first or six-round second-year guy, but basically a rookie making his first career start. So, for all the disaster that can't happen today for them to lose this game to a, a pretty porous Washington Commanders team, uh, Sam Ellinger was not really much of an issue. I, I was pretty, pretty impressed with him. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, this this game didn't do anything for to dissuade me from still looking for the quarterback of the future. Right. But I'm still definitely down with him being the backup. Like I I think you're decently secure with him as your backup if something happens to the starter. So, yeah. Um, looking elsewhere on the defense, you know, it, a lot of us that cover the games live, you know, we've got articles built throughout most of the game we're working on. I had a chunk on my Jake's takes that was, you know, defense defense, you know, goes into bin but don't break mode. And at that point I had the Colts winning the game. That's how my article was was themed and everything. <laughs> and then they broke at the 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 worst possible time. Uh they they put together an 89-yard drive covering two minutes at the end of the game. Uh score the game ultimately the game winning touchdown with 22 seconds left. Um yeah, I, I mean holding a team to 17 points is pretty good on the face of it. Uh, they, they weren't able to, they, they didn't play Antonio Gibson very well on the outside. I didn't think uh, Terry McLaurin did Terry McLaurin things. He, he does things where even the best coverage, it doesn't matter. And, and that Stefan Gilmore play there at the end. Uh, I thought that was a good example. Gilmore was in good position, could have eat just as easily had an interception, but, McLaurin wins those nine out of 10 times. So I'm not really mad about it, but I thought their pass rush kind of broke down later in the game. Heineke had a little too much time to pass. Uh, and Gawkway on that play where Heineke escaped, they were deep in their own territory. And he rolls out and finds Curtis Samuel on that final drive. I thought Ngakwe probably could have done a little more to prevent, <laughs> prevent that from happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bend but don't break. And then they broke. Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. We'll talk about it more in segment three, but yeah, yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Look, you can't ask your defense consistently in the NFL to hold teams under 20 points. It's just, yeah. it's not a realistic ask, and it's just not going to happen in today's NFL, even against the worst offenses. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Ben, don't break works when you, you know, <laughs> actually have an offense that can help you with that. You know, when, when you have to bend, don't break for an entire game for entire season so far. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. So yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Yeah. That, that was the thing I, I tweeted before, you know, I probably third or fourth quarter, you know, I just feel so bad for the Colts defense because the offense rarely does anything to help them. So right. they're, they're always kind of backed into a corner uh, before we move on and talk more about offense and defense in detail. We want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. This episode is actually brought to you by BetterHelp therapy online. Sometimes I feel like life ought to come with a user manual. Adulting is getting too hard. The house has a hundred things to have done to it. It's time to get to the car into the shop. How do I stop and get all of this in line? Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started, and it's all online. Get all the benefits of in-person therapy. Plus, it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. If you're like me and you just don't feel like peopling sometimes, this is absolutely a home run. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things are clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. All right, Zach. So looking at the offense, we obviously talked about quarterback a bit. Let's talk about the run game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is kind of a footnote of a of a, uh, of a topic in this one, about 70 yards rushing. Uh, had Did have a good 
27-yard scamper. He left the game briefly with his ankle injury. Um, man, they, they still can't get it running with him. Now, from what you've seen, do you think it's still him being uncomfortable with this offensive line and the blocking, or is the offensive line just doing him no favors? I think it's a culmination of things. You know, Jonathan Taylor doesn't look like Jonathan Taylor this year. I, I don't know if it's the same for all you guys, but for me watching, he looks quick. He looks fine getting through the hole, but he just doesn't have that burst this year. It, it's just been ever since week one. You know, week one, he looked like Jonathan Taylor, but since then, it's just it looks like it's, he's running in quicksand a little bit compared to what we saw for a majority of last season. Uh, I'm not saying that obviously he's washed or he's a horrible running back or anything like no. that, but I just think it's going to be one of those years for him where, you know, we see this with running backs where they have years where you just cannot escape that injury bug. And he's been, he's been scot-free for a majority of his career going back to when he started playing football. Uh, he's pretty much avoided that injury bug his entire life. Uh, so you knew eventually it was going to catch up to him. And this year it looks like it's just one thing after another, you know, it was that toe injury early in the year. Uh, and then it was the the ankle injury that made him miss a couple games. And then the ankles were getting taped up yet again today. It just seems like that injury thing is kind of holding him back a little bit, holding back his athleticism and what makes him so great. And then you factor in this offensive line. It's just a train wreck in, in every regard uh, from, from pass blocking to run blocking, literally everything. This offensive line is just, it's just terrible. Uh, they cannot get any push up front. They cannot open up the holes. I mean, yeah, the 27 yard run was great, but that was more of the misdirection in the backfield that opened up that mm-hmm. run than, than the offensive line displacing anybody. Uh, so it's kind of a culmination of a lot of things. And then obviously we're seeing a lot of fumbles now from him where that wasn't an issue at all last year. It was a little bit of an issue his rookie season, but you know, he kind of cleaned a lot of that up. And, and now we saw a second fumble today. Uh, mm-hmm. That's two on the year for him. Uh, yeah. I, I just think it's going to be one of those years where it's going to be hard for him to escape that injury bug. And it's just going to be a, a tough battle for him all season to even get close to what he was last year. So, you know, it, it sucks because he's a great player and I do think he's, <laughs> not again you always pick that room with the phone there but no i think john taylor is a great player it's just it's it's going to be a tough year for him with this offensive line and and with his injury issues yeah it's tough to see because i think you kind of nailed it the burst just doesn't look like it's there but i mean when you're a running back that's that explosive and you've had a couple lower leg issues like what do you expect right. uh looking at the uh the other skill positions Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Alec Pierce, tight ends were almost non-existent in this one. Uh, right. But I, I thought Pittman, Pittman and Pierce looked overall good, except for Pittman had that that oof, that suffocating drop at the end. Like that was probably a difference maker. And I, I'm not going to pile on him because he's one of the most reliable players on the entire team. Like yeah. he's the tough catch guy over the middle. Like he's allowed to have something like this every now and then. But that was a that was a bad drop. Yeah, that was definitely, you know, if you had like 1% hope in the Colts winning that game, it fell, you know, it dropped yeah. with that ball hitting the turf there. But uh, no, I think he was mostly fine for the day. Uh, yeah, those, those, he has some of those easy drops every now and then, but a lot of good receivers do. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. you want him to clean that up, but it is what it is. Uh, Alec Pierce was phenomenal. <laughs> I love Alec Pierce. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, he should have drawn a penalty down the field on, on, a pla- on a pass early in the game. I have no clue how that wasn't a flag. Uh, but after that, I mean, he was uncoverable. I mean, he had that really nice catch on third down, uh, which gave the Colts a field goal, I believe. He had that beautiful deep ball where he just mm-hmm. toasted a really good corner. You know, Benjamin St. Juice is a corner who's really coming into his own this year, really good press corner. Uh, and Alec Pierce just smoked him off the line and, and beat him on that post. 
Uh, so yeah, Alec Pierce has been great. And then the guy you didn't even mention, Paris Campbell, man. Paris. Oh, Campbell. I was gonna get. I was gonna get there. Yeah, he yeah. gets his own segment or something. Because man, <laughs> Paris Campbell, he looked like Ohio State Paris Campbell today. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think you had a tweet today where like he just fit the draft profile perfectly with everything he did today. Yeah. Uh, the little handoff for a huge gain. He had a, a screenplay for a huge gain. Drew the deep pass interference. Uh, yeah, Paris Campbell was the star on offense in this one, and and. You know, I was kind of a little low on Paris Campbell with the, with Sam Ellinger becoming the starter because I was like, look, he's going to lose a lot of those. Me too. You know, he's, like, he's not going to see 10 to 12 targets underneath like he was with Matt Ryan. But what we're seeing is a more creative offense, an offense that is more built for an athletic quarterback. And with that, you have your athletic guy like Paris Campbell getting a lot more touches in space and getting more touches down the field. And and yeah, man, he he looked like Paris Campbell of Ohio State. I was I was so impressed with Paris Campbell, man. And and it's really been these last three weeks. These last three weeks, he's looked like a really good player for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're we're always sitting here talking up talking up uh, Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman Jr., even some of the tight ends. But yeah, Paris Campbell's quietly coming to his own these last couple of weeks, and and he's kind of looked like the player that they uh, they spent that high draft pick on years ago. For sure, yeah. I, I wrote after the game. This is how you use him because. I mean, man, he'd gotten a lot of attention recently, but I feel like overall this season, they'd been using him like Patriots, Wes Welker. It's like, why do you have this explosive guy that you're not moving down the field? And, you know, as a rookie, they did use him in a diverse, you know, a a diverse amount of ways, you know, handoffs, jet sweeps, you know, screens, yes, but with opportunity to actually do something after. And then, like I said, you you had mentioned the tweet. I said, if he just gets a shot downfield, that's going to hit the bingo card. And he did. Uh, He didn't catch it, but he drew the defensive pass interference. This is how you can use him. He's an explosive player. Just try and fool the defense a little bit with it. And, you know, they got a little gadgety. Naheem Hines had a a nice play, too, on – I think he took the direct snap and faked the handoff Mm -hmm. uh, to Ellinger and and took it himself. So, yeah, just, you know, keep stuff like that. You have Naheem Hines and Paris Campbell. It's two guys – you have unique players in them. Just keep using them that way, basically. Yeah, I was I enjoyed the Colts offense today more than I had I think mm-hmm. any other game outside of the Jaguars, the second Jaguars game. Uh, because even though they only scored 16 points, like they were constantly moving the ball and they were doing it in kind of fun ways, you know, explosive mm-hmm. pass down the field here, uh, jet sweep to Paris Campbell here, you know, stuff like that. I, I was enjoying this offense a lot more than I enjoyed the Matt Ryan offense, where anytime Matt Ryan wasn't fumbling or wasn't getting hit in the backfield, it felt like a win where Sam Ellinger was kind of able to move out of there, like get the ball out. Um, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed this Colts offense a lot more today. And I thought it was probably the most like diverse we've seen the Colts offense all season. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Now, so final final check mark before we reach the defense offensive line. Was this closer to the Jaguars version or one of the disastrous versions to you? Because I, I think Ellinger's ability to escape a little bit kind of skews it. Yeah, they're just bad. <laughs> look, look, I, I think those first couple weeks where we kept saying like, oh, yeah, this Colts offense could be pretty good if their offensive line figures it out. I think we got to get to the point now, and I think a lot of people are, this offensive line's not going to get better. It, mm. it just, it's just bad. Like, you can put in – you can bench Matt Pryor and put in Will Fries, and, and I think that should be the right move, and I, I still think it's bad. You could bench Ryan Kelly and put Danny Pinter out there. It's still going to be bad. This Colts offensive line – is just broken at its core. Uh, every single player is underperforming. Quentin Nelson had a really, really bad day today against Jonathan Allen, which, given it's Jonathan Allen, but it's also Quentin Nelson. Like Quentin Nelson right. should be should be having a good game. This wasn't. It's, become, it's becoming a trend where you know you you say 
yeah, but it's this guy. It's like, okay, well, you have a guy who's supposed to be the Hulk, and the opponent is supposed to say, yeah, but it's Quentin Nelson, but it's going the other way around. Right, right. And here's the thing. Like we have said in weeks past, you know, maybe it's not Quentin Nelson because, oh, look, these stunts are happening. He's having to account for weak play on his left and his right. But no, today Washington did not run many stunts. It was a lot of straight up rushes. And it was just Jonathan Allen just beating the brakes off of Quentin Nelson and run plays and pass plays. Uh, and the same across the rest of the offensive line. Uh, you know, Montez Sweat was was destroying Dennis Kelly at left tackle. Uh, De'Aaron Payne had a couple of nice rushes as well. I mean, it, it's just this offensive line is not going to get better. I don't even think it's a coaching thing at this point. I really just think these players have all really regressed with injury and with time and, and stuff like that. Uh, they definitely need an overhaul. But the unfortunate part is after the season, even if you move on from Ryan Kelly and Matt Pryor, you're still tying up $40 million in Braden Smith and Quentin Nelson. And who knows? if they can ever get back to what they were. So yeah, there's a lot of issues going forward with this Colts offensive line. And it's just not, it's not going to get better this season. You know, Sam Ellinger is going to be running for his life for, you know, the rest of the season. seems like an important reason to move to a quarterback who can do a little more with his feet. Right. You know, if, right. if, if your line is going to suck all year, come on. <laughs> if your line is going to suck all year, you might as well have a quarterback that can, try and avoid some of that pressure so right right absolutely guys next up we're going to talk about this Colts defense and everything they did great and not so great in this loss to the commanders but first you know it's never a bad time to buy a little jewelry for your special someone whether you're looking to pop the question have a milestone to celebrate or want to let your love sparkle blue now can help you make your celebrations even more memorable as the original online jeweler blue nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will give you, or will then help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush. Uh, make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com, code Locked On to save $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, code Locked On. All right, Jake, let's talk about this. Colts defense. I, I mean, I have I have a small complaint with the Colts. Defense. <laughs> small complaint. Small smallish complaint. I think this defense is an adequate to above average. Like it's an average to above average defense. I know a lot of people will point to points per game and a lot of other things, saying that this is a really good defense, like maybe a top ten or a top five defense. My only issue with this defense is every time we've seen them, kind of need to make that stop. You know, today they needed to make that stop. And I'm not even saying that this was a horrible performance by them. Uh, they needed to make that stop in this game. They needed that stop uh, against the Jaguars or whatever, and the Jaguars went right down the field. Every time we've kind of seen teams have to score on this defense, they kind of have, <laughs> you know. And, and I think that's what separates a really good defense from an adequate defense or above average. Now, I do think this is a defense you can win with. I think it is a winnable defense. They do a lot of good things. I think they have a lot of good players that fly around, but I don't think this is a defense that can carry an atrocious offense. And I think that's what we're seeing. Like we're seeing a defense that is good enough to keep them in games and can hold some offenses down, 
but I don't know if they're – I don't know how good this defense would be if, if the Colts – if teams actually had to score on them, you know. <laughs> like teams don't really have to score on them much. Uh, but I do want to say I do think this is a solid defense. But, yeah, they, they came up short again when they kind of needed to stop, and we've seen that these last couple weeks. Yeah, and, I mean, part of it is the offense just continually handing them, you know, putting them right. back on the field because they, right. you know – their drives can't be sustained, but at the same time, you know, that is your reality and you have to overcome it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Cause they, they held the commanders to two of 12 on third down today, mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome. Uh, but I think the fact that the commanders scored, you know, they got 17, which again, that's not a high number, No, uh, but they had a lot of chunk plays. They had a lot of big plays. The McLaurin one was big in the Curtis Samuel one at the, in the, in the final drive. Those were obviously big plays, but they kind of had a lot of routine big plays in there, like 12 yards here, 15 yards here, a lot of that stuff that just continuing their drives and getting field goals. And but yeah, yeah, just and I, it's it's hard to just put it on one thing. It's just timing sucks a lot of the time. Like that, I've I've come to find that with the offense too. It's hard to just pinpoint what's going on, but. They're just giving up plays at the worst times. I don't know. Just not a great team. But, no, I, I do think, <laughs> again, that was just me pushing back a little bit on the premise that this defense is like a top 10 unit or anything like that. I do think they're a good unit. I, I think mm -hmm. I think talent-wise and also kind of a lot of what they're doing outside of, you know, just turnovers being cr a crazy, like, metric, uh, I do think this is the best defense that Frank Reich has had. Uh, I do think some of the Matt Eberflus defenses were almost as good and they force a lot of turnovers, so it's kind of hard to, to – definitely say that but i do think this is a defense you can win with if you had a decent offense it's just i don't know if they're like a top 10 unit and i know a lot of people are pointing to this defense saying oh the colts will win a couple more games because of this defense i don't i don't know man <laughs> like i don't know but uh looking at some individual players i thought grover stewart again was yeah absolutely phenomenal uh he i mean he's one of the best defensive tackles in all of football uh, not not as great a pass rusher but just such a big impact uh zaire mm -hmm. franklin and bobby okarake looked really good out there EJ Speed had another fourth down stop, which was awesome. I kind of want to see more of him on the field. He looks good every time he's out there. Um, so I think there were some 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 standout players, but I don't know. I, it's a weird feeling with this game. I like I think the defense was mostly good in this game, but it's like it's like I had higher expectations for them in this one, and and it's tough. I mean that 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 Terry McLaurin play, you know, Stephon Gilmore probably breaks it up nine times out of ten, but Terry McLaurin just outmuscled him for it, but. Um, yeah, I, I wish they would have held on there, but like you said, it's hard to really put a lot on this defense when they're out there so much. They're out there all game long because mm -hmm. the Colts offense is turning the ball over or they're getting three and outs and stuff like that. So it, it's really tough to talk about this defense right now. Yeah, I I will say, so Shaquille Leonard returned today. It was a pitch count, and I literally had a bullet point on my post-game piece before this that was uh, – you know, the, the Colts defense is playing decent, but where's the turnovers? And then <laughs> right on time, Shaquille Leonard gets the interception. And it's like, why can't they get any turnovers without him? Like, and it wasn't, he didn't even make a gifted play. Like, he's just always right there when the quarterback's like, here, bud. Like, he's so every, weird, every man. <laughs> he's, he's, so he's a, he's a ball magnet, but it's like, yeah. they've got to, if this defense is going to be that one that can overcome this offense they have to get more turnovers i think right. that's the difference that or more sacks one of the two yeah and i think there's pressure a lot of pressure the blitzes mm -hmm. are really well timed too they're getting there it's just 
it's always like one guy. It's not even just the same guy. Now, a lot of it is Yannick Ngakwe, so I will throw that name out there. <laughs> but it's always like one guy loses contain, and then they, they're able to miss the sack, or one guy just misses that tackle in the backfield, and they're able to get out of that sack. But I, I think there's a lot of ingredients for this to be a really good defense. Uh, they need more turnovers and probably more sacks, like you said, and just more timely more timeliness. They've had a lot of untimely things happen and they've still been a pretty good defense. So I think if I'm really great in this defense, I'd say they're like a B or a B plus. Like I don't have many issues. It's just, I don't think they're the type of defense that can carry this type of offense. And that's why we're seeing this, this team be three, four and one right now. And, and honestly, they probably should be worse if the defense didn't have some timely things happen in their wins, you know, some timely plays against the Broncos and chiefs mm-hmm. that kind of led to those wins there. So Overall, again, I like this defense. I don't love it. I think there's a lot of good with it, though. Um, and, you know, on paper, they did enough to win today. It's just it sucks that it came down. It makes it look like they blew the win when, again, the offense had two like red zone or near red zone turnovers where they should have been able to really pull away in this one. So, yeah, it's tough talking this defense right now because I they're not the prop. They're not the main problem. They're mm-hmm. not like this amazing like they're not like uh, uh, who's that guy who used to slap uh, the Billy Mays stuff, whatever, like the stick team. Yeah, it's not like that stuff. It's not like he's, they're just the fix-it-all, you know, to everything. But, yeah, I don't know. This seems kind of frustrating, even though I really am not too upset after this one because it's like, you know, again, that weight was off my shoulder whenever they when they mentioned Sam Ellinger was going to be the starter. But, uh, yeah, I wish the defense could have pulled it off. But, again, a lot of tough situations for them. Yeah, I think you made a good point. I don't feel as drained after this loss because maybe maybe my expectations have been lowered. Like, if you're starting a quarterback for the first time, you don't really expect to win. So, all we can all we can hope for is some entertainment. But I really wish they would also stop losing these games where there's <laughs> legends in the building. Like Tart Glenn got inducted into the Ring of Honor here today, and Peyton's here. Marvin Edrin, Reggie Wayne. All, all of like the modern all-time greats are here, and they just—I feel like they lose these all the time. Look, Sam Ellinger, Paris Campbell, and Grover Stewart all showed up for this one. So, yeah, hats off to those guys. They were awesome. You know, the coaching, the rest of the team, not as much, but I—I <laughs> I had more fun today than I had in, in recent weeks, despite the loss. Because I don't know, I just the offense was a little more exciting, despite the same old issues kind of plaguing them. Yeah, they, they have a sample size now and some tape of what they can do with this offense moving forward and maybe getting some longer sustained drives will help the defense. Guys won't get worn out and it can be a positive domino effect or a trickle <laughs> trickle effect on the rest of the team. Uh, but I think that's it for us, everyone. Uh, stay tuned later this week. We're going to flush this one down and we're going to prepare for Patriots hate week. Oof. All right, make sure you guys are following us on social media at JakeArthurNFL, at ZachHicks2, and at LockedOnColts, all on Twitter. Also, subscribe to our show on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys on... Tuesday.